Good morning. Welcome to Get Up With God this morning. Hope you're having a great day. It's early so far, but you can still be having a great day already. I'm so glad that you're with me. We're going to do a little studying together this morning. Uh, if you've got your Bible, you can get it ready. We're going to pray here in just a minute. But the Lord had led me into some things last night during our church service. And I want to do some studying with you to study these things out. And we're going to take some time to read the Bible together this morning. We're going to pray, just get our day started in the Word. Oh, but what a great day it is so far. Thank you, Lord. Let me uh, greet everybody, leave a comment on here for everybody to see, and then we'll go from there. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for being with me, guys. It's Thursday morning. And it is March 17th. We're just chomping through the month of March on our way into April, into a wonderful springtime. Oh, thank you, Lord. Well, we're going to pray here in just a minute. We'll do our confession together, confess over our lives. We're going to just start our day the right way. Let me get a few apps open. Dylan, don't you have anybody to do this for you? You're looking at them. It's me. Thank you, Lord. Yes. All right. Well, yeah, last night in service, the Lord put a few things on my heart, and I want to study them out with you guys this morning. And we're going to take a little time to read these things. And so I'm just opening up some of these different things, some of these different uh, modes of reading. All right. Well, let's pray. Thank you, everybody that's joining this morning. Uh, if you're live with me, just leave me a comment. Uh, I'm Dylan Maverick, host of Get Up With God. If you're listening by podcast later on, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening to the audio. Hope this blesses you this morning. Get your Bible ready. We're going to read together. And if you're watching live, thank you for watching live with me. You could be doing anything right now like, I don't know, what could you be doing? Oh, sleeping, but you're here with me right now. It's uh, Thursday, March 17th, and we're ready to get into the Word and read together. So I've got my dakes. We're going to do a lot of studying this morning on the dakes, read a little bit, and look at some of the footnotes, and then we're going to see where the Lord leads us this morning, and uh, then we'll go from there. So I'm going to start in Romans 10, Romans 10, 17, well, we'll start in 14 actually, and then we'll go into 17, but if you have your Bible open with me to Romans 10, that's where we're going to get started. And then we'll go from there. We're going to take just a few minutes and read together, study a few things. Um, I'll be preaching in the next couple weeks, and I want to uh, study some of these things out. And uh, and we'll go from there. So there's four points I want to talk about this morning, and uh, and we'll study these points out and and uh, see what the Lord leads us into and how how he wants to speak to us this morning because it's important that we hear from the Lord. You know, it's not just enough to, it's not just enough to read the Bible. The Lord has to speak to us and the Lord speaks to you and me in here on the inside of us. He doesn't always speak audibly in an audible voice so he could hear us or so we could hear him. And, uh, um, we need to be available for him to uh, speak to us. And a lot of times we're, we're very busy. Life is busy. Things get active and um, kind of hectic. 
But I want to read this out of, um, let me read this out of 1 Kings 19 and verse 12. Let's start in verse 11. It says, then he said, this is 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 11. Then he said, go out. This is God speaking to the prophet Elijah. He said, then he said, go out, stand on the mountain before the Lord. Behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks and the pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still, small voice. So God doesn't speak to us a lot of times in these thunderous, rolling noises and voices sometimes it's in the still small voice uh inside that he speaks to us and we need to take time to hear that voice to be able to listen to that voice so um we're going to do that this morning and hear what he has to say um, but open with me to romans chapter 10 we're going to start there um why are we starting there that's where well i'm leading the podcast here so you follow where i go right so uh good morning everybody good to see you randy good to see you this morning thanks for joining me man Mom, good morning. Uh, Keith, Becky, you guys are on with me this morning. Thanks. Good to see you guys. Love you. Mama Connie, I love you. Good to see you this morning. Who else is on? Just takes a minute for these to go through here. Natalie, good to see you. Let me get my coffee over in this way because I'd be, I'd hit this thing. Uh, Natalie, good to see you this morning. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let me put this over here this out of the way let's see donnie good morning good to see you brother miss ruth good to see you this morning kathy good to see you this morning so glad that you guys are on with me be sure to hit the like button hit the share button let's get the broadcast out so other people can join us if if they'd like to and then uh and then we'll go from there so i've got you know computers up and different things you know this is what i do when i get ready to study you know i've got different modes of access to things so that we can uh, we can read and study and do all the things that we do so Romans 10 and then we're going to read in verse 14 and I want to share with you a couple of these things that the Lord showed me and then we're going to study them out and we'll see how much time uh, it takes us to get through this and you know we'll do our normal you know couple minutes here and if we get to uh, the end of this then we may not have finished it all but at least you'll take some time to study with me this morning um Amen. Glory to God. Let's do our confession and then we're going to pray and then we'll read here. All right. Let me put the confession up for you guys. You ready? Everybody ready with me? Let's read. My Bible is my survival guide for life. By it I live and by it I die. I receive all the words that it has for me today and I choose to walk in victory. I will walk in victory for the rest of my life. Amen. I choose to believe that. I receive it in Jesus' mighty name name well thank you guys for joining live with me uh, like i said share like the comment or like the post hit, uh, drop a comment with me if you're watching my podcast do me a favor screenshot you watching the podcast tag get up with god it just gets the word out that we're doing the podcast and lets people be aware of it and they can watch too if they'd like to all right well are you ready to get started so romans 10 i want to read out of verse 14 and i'm going to read out of the dakes Okay, and then I'll read some of the footnotes and we'll go from there to see where the Lord leads us. So last night I was sitting in service and to give you an idea, you know, these are my these are my notes for my notebook and pastor. My pastor was preaching out of judges uh, talking about Samson 
and how his soul was vexed by Delilah. But then in reading this, in my spirit, the Lord starts dealing with me about something completely separate. And I'm making notes about what the pastor's preaching, but then I, every split other second, I'm going over here and making a separate note. And this is what this is what happens in a, in a church service like that. Um, in any type of setting where, where you're in a congregation, there's a preacher and a teacher or a pastor preaching, uh, faith comes to us. It says that in Romans in 10, we're going to read here, but faith comes to us. This is, this is something that doesn't happen anywhere else on the planet. Uh, I wrote this down in these services, something unique happens in these services that can happen nowhere else on earth. Faith occurs. Faith is so much different than anything else we could ever imagine. Faith is not knowledge. Um, the Lord showed me something last night about knowledge and fear, but faith is not knowledge or just information. Faith is a substance. Faith is substance of things. It's actually a, it's a tangible piece in the spiritual realm. And it, we can bring that into the natural and actually begin to see it. You know, and a lot of people, um, they try and do things when it comes to Christianity or it comes to believing God and they try and, and bring it into a very natural, uh, you know, visual carnal state. And you can't do that first. You, you start things spiritually. You're saved by grace through faith. Uh, you, you're not sa- <clears throat> you're not saved by anything physical that you see yet. So you have to understand as things happen spiritually first and then things start to, you know, come out around you. So let's read here. I'm going to read some of the footnotes and then we're going to go into some of these notes that I made last night. So Romans 10, 14, start, uh, yeah, starting in verse 14 says, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him and whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach in the uh, preach the gospel of peace and bring glad, excuse me, bring, bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah saith, uh, for Isaiah saith, Lord, who hath believed our report? Verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So he's got a footnote in uh, verse 14. He, th- how then shall they call on him whom they've not heard or not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? So let's take a look at this uh, verse 14, letter E questions. The uh, Dake's footnote says seven steps in the gospel faith. Number one, the gospel given by Christ. So he's got seven steps in gospel faith, the gospel given by Christ, the gospel must be preached. The preacher is necessary. The preacher must be sent. The gospel must be heard. The gospel must be believed and the gospel must be obeyed. So when I'm reading this and I'm under, I'm trying to just read through these, let's look at a couple of these points. The gospel given by Christ is verse 14. So it originated by Christ. The gospel must be preached, verse 14, and a preacher is necessary. So let's start with those three points. Um, to, for faith to come, the importance of faith, uh, a preacher needs to be established. There needs to be a preacher in it. Well, I, I, I don't know about that, Dylan. Well, that's where you have, we have to stop with a lot of people. 
a lot of people, they hear something in the Bible and they go, well, I don't know. I've heard this and, you know, I grew up this way or, you know, I've really done things this way. You know what? You've got to make a decision. I, I'm just not going to, I just choose to believe what the truth is of the word. And I'm going to stick with that. That's if a lot of people just did that, it would do away with a lot of problems that they have. If you would just choose to not believe the way you want to believe and you choose to believe the way the Bible says to believe. I learned this recently about, um, about our boy back in Genesis. You remember Adam and Eve. If you don't remember Adam and Eve, we could take you back to Genesis 1, uh, chapter 2, chapter 3. Um, go to the original text about um, Adam and Eve and how they were created and what they did and they sinned. But then Cain and Abel came about, which was their children, and long story short, Cain murders his brother Abel because God accepted Abel's sacrifice or God, uh, God accepted Abel's offering, but didn't accept Cain's offering. And if, and what I've learned recently, if you go back and, and read it, Abel offered unto God the appropriate sacrifice of animals, um, because he was a, he was a, you know, uh, he had, a, he was a herdsman, had animals and livestock and he sacrificed to God of that livestock. That's what God accepted. That was the type of offering that God accepted. And then Cain offered unto God vegetables and fruits or, you know, from his, uh, uh from his harvest, which was, uh, he was a farmer. So he gave unto him that way. And God didn't accept Cain's offering, but he accepted Abel's offering. Well, why did he accept Abel's, but he didn't accept Cain's? Well, God accepted Cain or Abel's because it was the appropriate offering. It wasn't the offering that Abel uh, just felt like giving to him. That was what God accepted. That was what how God operated. So when Cain came in and offered of fruit or vegetables, there was a he should have gotten this from bartered with his harvest, his fruits, his vegetables to get a lamb or a, a piece of livestock, bring it in, and then that became his, and then he could offer it to God. That's what was appropriate to God. Well, he didn't feel like doing that. He just did it his way, and God didn't accept that. Well, you fast forward to today, you know, there's so many doctrines and beliefs and teachings and all these things that people do to say, this is how you do this. It's very simple. Faith does not come to somebody, does not get established in somebody unless there's a preacher, unless somebody's preaching. And faith is not information. You can get information by reading. You don't need a preacher to get information. You need a preacher for faith. And faith is completely separate than knowledge or information. Let's go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. You can keep your place in Romans if you want to. Um, we can use our little... Uh, what do you call these things? Tethers? I don't know. But go go to Hebrews chapter 11. Um, and I want to show you what it says faith is. Hebrews 11, uh, verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Well, knowledge is not that. Knowledge is information downloaded, received by reading, studying, like we're getting information, but faith comes to you, comes to me through preaching, not through you reading or you studying or you praying. That's not how faith comes. Faith comes by us hearing a preacher. But now in Hebrews 11, it says faith is the substance. So we've got some footnotes here. Let's take a look at these footnotes. 
I haven't even gotten to my, my things yet. That's fine. But you welcome to my world when I study and, and how these things go. So now faith is the substance. Uh, Dakes here has a footnote, letter A. Gives us the Greek translation of Pisces, faith. 18 definitions of faith on page 259. We're not going to go there right now. Now faith is a substance, letter B, footnote, Greek, hubastis, support, groundwork, confidence. So this is, so, so Dakes here is giving some breakdown of what substance means of faith. He said support, that's number one, support, groundwork, confidence, substance, reality, essence, refer to a different note, or used as a title deed. Come on, that's so good. Support or groundwork, confidence, substance, reality, or used as a title deed, use of sorts of title deed. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So knowledge and faith are two different things. Let's go back here for a second. I want to read, I want to find, he's got um, the Dakes. I highly recommend you get one of these to study. Well, Dylan, I don't preach like you, so I don't need to study like you. No, you're a Christian. You need to study. No, I'm not a preacher man like you, Dylan. No, you're a preacher man. You're a preacher if you're a Christian. Because you got to be, what are you, you going to do when there's a lost person that doesn't know something? You've got to have information to be able to preach to that person. You've got to have scripture to be able to refer to that person. You know, I've told you guys in the past, if you if you watch regularly or whatever the case is, or you, you don't, um, there's oftentimes I'm sitting with someone in my office or I'm sitting in a meeting with someone individually and they tell me they've got a, pay, a, a pain or an ache or a, um, some sort of infection or a disease or a problem in their home. And immediately I pray with them. I don't hesitate and all that kind of stuff. I go right into the word. I seek the Lord for help. A, B, C, D, E, H, I, J, K. So we got to go, you know, and I don't, I don't have time to go, Lord, what scripture can I, the Bible says he'll bring to remembrance the scripture, but, but see, this is the difference between faith and knowledge. How does he bring to remembrance something that you've never read before? You have to have information. You have to have knowledge. Knowledge without knowledge, people perish because they're ignorant. So let's see what, where, where we can look at a scripture for knowledge. I just want to look at what how many times it's in the New Testament. Here we go. Knowledge is used 171 times. Let's get to the New Testament. I see some in the Old Testament. Well, let's read out of Proverbs. There's because just because faith is different than knowledge doesn't mean knowledge is a bad thing. You know, Proverbs um, in Proverbs one twenty two says that fools hate knowledge. And so obviously then the wise love knowledge. Let's keep going on. Yeah. Uh, what's this? 
Hosea 4 and 6. That's what I was looking for. I'm glad, I, I'm glad he's got that in there. So Hosea 4 and 6. Let's turn there real quick, just for time's sake. I'm going to punch it in up here. So it's not that knowledge is a bad thing, right? Knowledge is important to have. When, when, when we have knowledge, uh, what God can do is bring things to our remembrance. Hosea 4 and 6 says this. Starting in verse 5, Therefore you shall stumble in the day. The prophet also shall stumble with you in the night. And I will destroy... Uh, let, me, let me read in context here. Ver, let's start in verse 6. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. People are My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. So there's nothing wrong with knowledge, information. And I've got down here, finally we can get into my first footnote, or my first note here. Um, what I've got three different things. So I've got how faith comes to us is by preaching and teaching of the word. But what about how faith stays with us? What about how faith activates in our life? And what about how faith grows? And I've got subnotes under each of these. Faith grows by revelation and prayer. You could also say, you know, information, knowledge, as you read and you study the word, that faith begins to grow inside of you that faith begins to grow because the Bible references that there's levels of different faith. You know, he, uh, Hebrews, it says that Abraham was strong in faith. Well, if, if, if Hebrews says that Abraham could be strong in faith, that means you could be weak in faith. You could have faith. Faith's come to you. You've been preached to, you've received the ability to have the substance of things that don't exist. That's what faith is. Faith is the ability to possess things that don't exist yet. Come on, that's this is the hope of the world right here. This is why Americans uh, across our country have lost hope, have lost confidence, is because they don't have the substance. They don't have substance inside of them. They have knowledge or information which doesn't last. It can grow. It can keep and establish things that you have of faith, but it doesn't cause lasting faith. But this is why the America's in the shape it's in is because people don't have the substance, don't have the faith, the substance faith to see past the current situations that they're in. If people have the ability to see past the place that they're in, to see past the position they're in, we'd get past this place of weak Christianity. Look, you can't be in the same place the rest of the world is in. You can't be in the same financial position the rest of the world is in. We have to get ahead. We have to move forward get ahead and get past what the rest of the world is dealing with we can't help someone if we're in the same place that they are we can't uh we can't pull someone out of a pit that we're stuck in listen to me you if you're in a hole you you're in a hole and someone else is in a hole how are you going to help them get out of the hole you're in a 30 foot ditch and you're 30 feet below the ground how are you going to help them get out you got to be out of the hole to be able to grab a ladder, grab a rope, get something that you can start helping them get out of that hole. If you're in debt, if you're in financial despair, if you're depressed, if you're addicted to, to substance or 
some sort of, uh, you know, drug or alcohol, if you're in bondage and fear, how can you help someone else's that's in that position? You, you feed right into that stuff. You, you'd be the same way. Someone at work, you know, starts commenting about the economy and inflation. Oh, I know. I know this is terrible. You feed right into it. Yeah, I know. Look how expensive gas is now. It's it's so expensive. Like, yeah, you don't need to be, you don't, no one needs to, your information to know that. It's, we know it's expensive. But what you can do is be a hope to that person because of your subs, you see past it. They don't have that ability. So this is what I wrote last night. Something unique happens in these services, talking about a preach, a, a church service, a meeting that can happen nowhere else on earth. Faith can come to you. It can't happen anywhere else. It can't happen. You studying and praying. The Bible doesn't say faith comes by you sitting and studying the Bible. No faith can grow that way because of knowledge. You, you're attaining knowledge. You're getting revelation on the word of God. Faith can grow. And you need your faith to grow, to go to different levels, have strong faith, be confident in what God can do. But your faith and confidence in God cannot get established for a thing without a preacher preaching to you. That's what the Bible says. And so something can happen in these services, in these church services, to give you a substance, to give you the ability to see past the current things that are going on right in front of you. It's like this, this the perfect example is like this camera right here. I'm looking at a camera, a camera lens. I've got the camera. There's a computer in front of me. I can see, I, I see the camera, I see the computer and you see me, but I can see beyond that. And I see our kitchen, you know, our live, we're in a small little apartment. So I see our whole house from right where, right where I'm sitting, but I can see my kitchen. I can see the water bottle that's in the kitchen. I can see my daughter's paintings that she's been painting over spring break. I can see the blanket over there by the couch. I can see the dog's cages. I can see beyond what what's right here. You see me, and you're seeing through the lens of the camera, but I see beyond that. I see past that. See, you, that ability in life is impossible to someone who doesn't have faith. They don't have that ability. And here's the difference. When you're sitting in a motivational setting, like a, uh, you know, someone's doing a seminar and they're motivating with, you know, motivational phrases, or you're reading a book that has motivation in it to think positive and these kinds of things that doesn't, that's not lasting. In other words, that doesn't have substance that has an ability to motivate you to stimulate your senses, to see past current things but it doesn't have the ability to give you past what's past those things. So faith doesn't just see past it, see past what's going on and see beyond it into what is possible. Faith actually is substance. You, you possess what that thing is that you see beyond what's currently going on. Let me say that again. Faith is not just the ability to see past it. Faith that says in Hebrews 11, one, Faith is the substance of the thing that you can see beyond where your current situation is. So if you don't have a job and you're looking for a job, 
good for you, first of all, because most people, there's a lot of people not working right now that should be working. But if you don't have a job and you're looking for a job, whatever, if you're starting a business or you're looking to grow your income, and you could do that by way of a job. You can do that by way of investment. You could do that by way of building a business. You know, income isn't just going to work for somebody and then income comes to you. That's one avenue, right? But you're looking to grow your income. You you need a job. You need a source of income for your life. Well, the current situation is there's no income. But what faith does is it gives you the ability to not only see past what you currently have, which is no income, and you see, okay, I've got, I see the income coming. But faith, the Bible says faith is substance of things. It's the title. You possess that thing past your current situation. I, I have the job already. Well, where is it? Where do you have? Well, I've got it. I've got it. I, I already have it. But you don't have a job yet. Yeah, I know you can't see the job yet. I know that people around me can't see the job yet. But I've got the job. I already have it. It's mine. Belongs to me already. And see, you, you can go to such a point where you you can put your you put your you could put a name to it. You could put a title on your position. You could put the salary. You can see that's substance. It's physical substance of something. You possess it. It's yours. Let's keep reading Hebrews eleven. Let me get back there, and we might have some more footnotes here. Hebrews eleven. So so some of my notes: how faith comes is by sitting in a service like that, a church service setting. Then I've got three sub-notes. What about, what about how faith stays? What about how faith activates? And what about how faith grows? Let's deal with how faith grows first. So um, go back to Hebrews 11, and let's read in verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen, here we go. So things that are seen were not made from things which currently appear. So let's look at his subnotes here, his footnotes, letter G. Talks it goes back to Jesus, plans of the plans the ages to come. Let's go to the next footnote. It says the ages were planned by the word of God, and the things that are now seen were not made of existing material. That's good. Things that are now seen are not made of existing material. God didn't take anything that already existed and manipulate it or transform it into something different. It came from nothing. It came from things that did not exist yet. It came from words. So actually, let's go to the second note that I've got. What about faith and how faith activates? Both the ages and the dispensations as well as the material creations are referred to in Genesis 1 and Hebrews 1 and 2. Just because we're in Hebrews, let's go to Hebrews 1, verse 2. Hath in the last day, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, upholding all the things by the word, word, by the word of his power. All right, so we, we just figured that out. What about how faith activates? And I've got already right here. 
words. Faith activates by your words. So faith comes to you. So you gotta, you gotta get the picture of this. Faith comes to you by hearing the word. You hear it preached, preached. Then faith continues to activate the faith. Once you've got that faith, you have a substance. You've got whatever that thing is that you can see beyond your current situation. You have it. You possess it. Faith activates. Now you can turn that substance of faith into a physical material thing. It starts by your words. Let me read this again in verse three of Hebrews one, verse three. Who being the brightness of his glory, talking about Jesus, he's being the, Jesus is the brightness of God's glory and the express image of his person. So Jesus is the express image of God. He's the image of God, Jesus in, in human form and the express image of his person and upholding all the things by, listen now, the word of his power. Letter P, let's see what his footnote says. By his atonement, sins are purged, not by water baptism, the Lord's Supper, or any other ritual or form of religion. And then it gives scriptures to back it up. By his atonement, I'm sorry, I went to the wrong, I went to the wrong footnote. Hold on. By the word, okay, O, letter O, I'm sorry. By his word of power, all things, here we go, all things are upheld and sustained eternally. By the word of power, all things are upheld and sustained eternally. Turn with me into James. Hope this is, hope this is all right for you this morning. Oh, we're already at 640. I could go for another two hours sitting here just studying this thing. But let me just read out of James and then we'll close. So we've, what we've established, faith comes to you sitting in a service, preaching, and you can, you can, faith can come to you by listening too, listening to a preacher on a recording. You know, there's YouTube available, there, like this type of thing. Faith can be coming to you. Faith is coming to you right now, whether you're receiving it or not. Faith is coming to you, but turn me into James and whether you receive it or not is two different things. Two completely separate things. James, I believe it's three or four. Beloved, uh, James four, verse eight, or sorry, three, eight, but the, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therefore, therewith we bless God, even the father. And therewith we curse, uh, curse we men, which are made of the sim, uh, similitude of God. And out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing my brethren. These things ought not so to be of uh, jump down. Uh, verse 17, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be in, uh, entreated, full of mercy, good fruits, without penalty, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of a righteousness, righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Uh, jump back, James 3. Um, 
verse 6, and the tongue is a fire, a word of iniquity, so is the tongue among the members that is defileth the whole body, and setteth a fire, a course of nature, and is set, uh, as is set on fire of hell. Uh, jump up to verse three, but behold bits, uh, behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may obey us. And we turn about by their whole body. Behold also ships would they, they be so great and are driven with fierce winds. Yet they are turned about with very small helm. Whithersoever the governor listeth, wherever the governor sends it, even so the tongue is a little member verse five. And boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter of little fire kindleth. So this is important. You understand your your mouth is what produces what that faith substance came to you. Your mouth produces that substance behind what the faith substance is for you. It produces that. Your words produce that substance of faith for you in the natural, physical, tangible. You can touch it. You can see it. You can feel it. You can smell it. You can spend it. You can taste it. You can enjoy it. Faith substance is produced by words. It comes by words. But faith can come to you in any capacity. We've got to go. Uh, these things just get longer and longer. You know, anyway. Faith comes to you by the preaching and teaching of the word. But did you know you could be sitting in a, in a setting like this where you're listening to a preacher, you're listening to a pastor, you're listening to an evangelist, you're listening to whoever, and you're listening by form of audio, by you're watching a video with audio, you're sitting in a church service, and faith uh, be being preached there. Faith can be going into people and you not partake of that faith because you're not tapped into it. That's like saying you go to a church and you sit in the service and uh, faith is being preached and you're ignoring it and you're still going to receive faith. No, the Bible says he that hears the preach, you have to hear that preacher. You can't just sit in a, being in a service. Now, faith is floating all around you as that's being preached and you can grab it and take possession of it. But if you don't sit and take possession of it, you'll never receive the faith. That's like saying you go to a restaurant and because you walk in the restaurant, you sit at the booth and you sit and uh, order your food, but you never eat the food that you're going to get full. It's not going to happen. Just because there's food being served that fill people up and plenty of food that make people fat, make you so full, you're over full. But if you never eat any of that food, you're never going to get full. So just because you go to a, a restaurant and you, you're uh, sitting around everybody that's eating, that's getting fed, doesn't mean you get fed. You have to eat. You've got to partake. You go to a church service, you can leave there completely the same way that you came in. But it's a choice to tap into that service and get, you know, I know this is probably not popular. And I know it's, why are you preaching at us on a devotional in the morning? I don't know. If you don't like it, start your own devotional. <laughs> But this is, you know, this is what I deal with when I'm studying and praying. These things just, just, you know. So I wanted to share some time with you this morning and studying, and, and I'm glad we got to do this together because I had some things I wanted to study out. But two big things we learned this morning: faith comes to us by the preaching and teaching of the Word of God. You got to get in. You got to get in a service. You've got to get in a place. Nothing else comes. Well, knowledge doesn't give you a substance. It gives you information. Information is not substance. Doesn't carry you. Doesn't sustain you. You know, reading the menu at a restaurant doesn't make you full, makes you hungrier. Knowledge makes you hungrier for the things of God. Faith fills you. Faith is a substance. It gives you possession of the thing. Food fills you. Once you eat the food, you got to eat of the faith of God. You got to eat of that substance that's being preached to you. 
Then once you have it, the way it becomes into to where you can touch it is by word of mouth. You, you, the, your word has to go forward. You know, same thing. I love the example of this restaurant that the Lord just gave us. You sit at a restaurant, you read the menu, you're ready, you're hungry, you got knowledge, you got information. But until you, until you say to the waiter, or waitress, "Hey, this is what I want," that it's you're never going to possess it and touch it and see it and feel it. You've got to say, you've got to confess. You have to. The word of God has to come forth from you to possess the thing. Well, glory to God. I hope this blessed you this morning. I've I've gone too long already. If you're watching my podcast, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed today. If you're watching live, thanks for being with me. Everybody that's live with me, love you so much. Uh, have a great day today. Be strong in the Lord. Let me pray for you, and then we'll we'll get you out of here so we can uh, continue our day. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your word that you gave us, for giving us insight, giving us words of of uh, words of power for help today. Thank you for preaching and teaching inside of us the word of God that you've given to us. Lord, we love you. We praise you. I ask for a blessing over every person listening to me now. Father, that as they go forth today, they would be uh, protected, that they would be um, um, blessed in anything that they put their hand to. And Lord, that you would lead them and guide them for the next things in their life and everything that they do. I thank you, Lord, for them. In Jesus' name I pray. Well, amen. I feel great. I'm ready to ready to kick the day in the face. Let's go. Let's have a great day today. I love you so much. Uh, any more information you need from me, go to my website, dylanmaverick.com. I'm putting it up on the screen. Um, there's ways to give on there. You know, pray about, ask the Lord if he'd have you partner with us. I'm believing God for 420 partners, according to Mark 420, that will sow into good ground and they will reap 30, 60, or 100 fold. That could be you. If you ask the Lord and he leads you, don't do it just because I'm asking you. Do it because the Lord asks you to do it. And if you don't, don't do it. Don't bother me any at all. I want you to have a blessing on your part. That's why I made giving available uh, through this ministry is so that you could be blessed uh, through it. So I uh, hope you have a great day. Go on to my website, Ways to Give. There's different links to other sites on there. And there's link. There's a link on there to meet Jesus. If you need to rededicate your life and, um, and ask Jesus back into your life, you can do that right on my website. Just click Meet Jesus and you can do that there. Well, I love you so much. Have a great day today. Be blessed. I will see you tomorrow morning, bright and early at 6 a.m. Uh, go forth today and have a wonderful day. I will see you in the morning. Love you. Bye-bye.